Hello and good morning, my fellow Americans. You are tuning in to 1984 Today, and I am your host, Justin. And with me are my co-hosts. Yo, this is Kevin. Hey, this is Casey. Hello, everyone. This is Casey Schaefer, the co-host on the, on the podcast 1984 Today. I am here with my... To with my co-host Kevin and the producer Justin. Kevin, how's your day going today? I have a sore throat, so not that well. Well, I'm sorry to hear that you have a sore throat. I'm I sorry about that better. too. Yeah. All right, Justin, how's your day going? It's uh, going good. I'm just here with my three, my two amigos over here. Um, just good. Good to be here. It's just wonderful. How about you? Well, I'm doing pretty good. You know, I'm sorry that Quad J has a sore throat, but you know. It will. It'll all work out eventually. I won't die from it. Yeah, maybe true. you won't. Maybe true. All right. Well, getting back on topic, uh, today in the book, uh, 1984, one of the characters is Winston Smith. Uh, he does not like the party, also known as uh, the government or Big Brother. Uh, everything in is controlled by the government or the party. Uh, he meets a girl named Julia, in which uh, he thinks is a spy for the party. Uh, in the end, they get captured and they turn on each other, in which the party uses psychological warfare on Winston and Julia. Uh, in the end, they submit to Big Brother Order, also known as the government. Hello, folks. Now we are going to go over 1984 by George Orwell and the author connections to the book. So... George Orwell taught, was a teacher and taught young kids like Winston in the book 1984 how he kind of rewrote history to teach kids that the right history is now, like the wrong history is now the right history. Um, George Orwell's wife worked in censorship for the Imperial Britain, and, like Winston's wife with the party or Big Brother. Some may say it is debated that uh, Winston is similar to George in how their beliefs like George Orwell's belief of imperialistic Britain being wrong and their views wrong, how uh, Winston sees the party as corrupt and has too much power, which is kind of funny since George Orwell is known as a socialist or a communist which in this book, 1984, that he wrote, it kind of goes against the whole totalitarian government regime. So, yeah. In the book, 1984, by George Orwell, there are many historical connections, one such as World War II, because um, in the book, Winston Smith and Julia are like allies during World War II, basically, like them, trying to fight against this totalitarian government regime, Big Brother, or the party, in which uh, they just tried to go against that totalitarian regime. Yeah. Yeah, and basically the reason why it has so much historical, like, or why it has such a historical connection is because basically that was how World War II was. It was basically... America and the Allies going up against the communists and all that bad stuff.
And also, while this book was written, it happened. The book was written at the right after World War II ended, so it left an impact on Georgia Orwell. Not only that, but in 1984, it's basically like, what if the Axis won, and what if there was a totalitarian government? It's pretty much like a what if scenario. Yeah, it basically shows what could have happened instead of like what did happen. It was basically like showing up like the book is just giving us like one of the op like things that could have happened if the axis powers won yeah instead of the allies yeah i agree with that um another thing is uh kind of like the great purge with uh the soviets and the soviet union where uh they slaughtered many of their own people like stalin slaughtered many of his people sent them into prison camps because they didn't agree with him, kind of like in 1984, how uh, people that didn't agree with Big Brother or the party, the totalitarian regime, they ended up going to prison camps or getting killed. Kind of like with uh, Hitler, too. There's the Gestapo aspect of it with um, the, secret like the secret police, thought police, that is, where they basically train children to spy on their families and report back, and if you didn't agree with the party, you'd basically be taken off the face of existence, yeah. Yeah, or you'd be thrown in a prison camp. And by not existing, they literally mean they cut you out of, like, official records or photographs. Yeah, like, they they erase your existence from, like, all history books. Yeah, yeah. I remember that one picture of Stalin and some other guy, and an edited version where that guy's just completely gone. Yeah. It's kind of like Thanos with the snap, just you're automatically gone. There's no trace of you, nothing. Just, I don't feel you're so out good. Of you're, you don't, you're out of existence, yeah. And you don't feel so good either. Yeah, just, oof. Just a bad thing. Anything yes, else, guys? Uh, no. Hello, folks. Now we're going to be talking about the literacy lens. The first lens in the book is feminism. So on part one, chapter one, page 23, Winston said she was a bold looking girl, about 27, with thick hair, freckled face, and swift athletic movements he disliked. So Julia is the epitome of pretty cast girls that Winston despises. I think this is, like, I think one of the reasons why he dislikes her is because her boldness uh, and her beauty, like, make her look like a spy. Because, like, she's so confident in herself, like, basically just like the party, and Winston's reminded of that, like, by how, like, bold she is. So, basically, he thinks that it's a trap. Yeah, he bas he basically thinks like it's a it's a trap. It's one of the party's ways to trick him into, uh, like, to trick him into giving up some. So deep trick him desire. into committing a crime in order to get rid of him. Exactly. Well, like, uh, using her to try and find out if like he is one hundred percent with the party. Yeah. Yeah. And Which I is, think that, that definitely sounds like something a totalitarian government would do. Yeah, definitely, especially with him being a Winston being a guy and uh, him being his age, have a young girl kind of come in and be like flirty kind of with him and looking at him in like a certain way. Mm -hmm. 
the fact that he's old, older than she is by like a, a lot of years, it seems he's that... He's 39, right? Yeah, he's 39, right? So <clears throat> her being like 15 years younger, I'd say, looking at how he depicts her, I would say that um, she would be definitely the perfect fit and candidate for a party spy. And also, wasn't that part of the book where Julia said that the party uses like sexual frustration on purpose in order to direct that anger to to like the was it Eurasia? Yeah, I believe yeah. so. Yeah, Eurasia. To one of yeah. the like groups that they were fighting. Yeah, and they're basically also just eliminating relationships as well. Yeah. Yeah, because they didn't want anyone to like rebel against the party because like love can make you do anything. So yeah. they tried to take that out of the equation so that way nobody would rebel. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So literacy lens number two is Marxism. The quote we got was from page 104. War is peace, freedom is slavery, ignorance is strength. This is a phrase used by the party to basically demonize individuality and that freedom is bad and that no good would be... And that you basically you have to be with the party and the, the party is basically your protector. Yeah. So, like, if you were to go off rails and go against the party, have your own, start to have your own belief system, your own views on how society should be. It's basically, it's basically, it's a sin, and in the eyes of the party, you're you're exposable, you're disposable, just you're gone. Yeah, like you're, it's like uh, you're only safe with the like the party makes it seem like you're only safe with the party. And if you don't go with the party, then you're by default against the party, so they'll try to kill you yeah. or get rid of you. They'll do something to make sure that uh, you can't like hurt or disrupt any of their plans. Yeah. Sure. All right, literacy lens number three is... Uh, uh, psychoanalytical. Oh, psychoanalytical. Uh, who controls the uh, past. Or wait, let's stop it and redo it. Or is that the whole thing? That's the whole thing. Just, See, just that's keep why going. We can cut it out. We can cut it out. Oh, we can cut it out. Okay, who controls the past. Or who controls the past controls the future. The present controls the past. Yeah. So, on... Uh, so basically, they control, uh, since they control the present, they can control what, like, people read in read about, in. like, that was the past. Yeah. So basically, if they're still in present, they can control the past, like history, like Winston Smith does. Uh, his job is basically to rewrite history in the eyes of how the party wants people to remember history. Mm-hmm. So it basically goes against everything else so they their only conclusion is the party is one the party is the best you have to be with the party in order to sustain and have a life yeah and the whole thing is that psychoanalytical like really goes into like really put yeah really plays a big part in this book because uh the governor big brother is so controlling or trying to be so controlling they want to control like every aspect aspect of the 
of the lives that uh, Winston and every one of the people uh, live there. And they want to watch them and make sure that they can't, like, they don't do anything against the party. They're 100% with the party. So that way they, uh, like, follow rules easier and they don't suspect anything, like, wrong being done. Like, that's just how the way of life is. Yeah. And so, also, the quote pertains to Winston's profession, which is rewriting history. Exactly. Like, they use him to change moments in the past so that way... No one doubts, uh, like, Big Brother's rule. Which is why I would think that that's kind of the main reason why Winston has that different view on the party now. Because I I guarantee at some point in his life, before he had that job, he was completely loyal to the party. Yeah. And then when they hired him and promoted him to change history, he started, in, in order to change history, you have to know what history actually is first. So he saw the actual documents of history... And then that's when I think he started to see differently of the party. Which makes me question, were they planning on getting rid of Winston from the start because of that? Since he could easily know what happened before, did they plan on getting rid of him once history was changed completely? Yeah. (coughs) Hello, folks. And now we're going to discuss the connections to the novel to current social, political, and economic issues. One connection is China. In China, citizens have less freedom compared to other countries like America or Europe. And basically, the Chinese government spies on their own citizens to ensure that they don't go against the government. And in the past, they also have done stuff that goes against the citizens, like the Tiananmen Square incident. Yeah, uh, going on that Tiananmen Square, yeah, that definitely is a part in China. Dark history there with uh, China going against their own people in that way, trying to shut the Chinese people up via the government. Casey, your thoughts? Well, I think that, like, the connections between, the, like, that and the book are, like, very very similar because basically both China's like government and like in the book the party tried to silence everyone who opposed them Kevin how about you I already said my thoughts the next connection would be North Korea which is even more extreme than China where basically tearing down a poster will basically mean that you're sentenced to death well, yeah, a poster of the Supreme Leader, Kim Jong-un. Yeah, so they have even less freedom than China. Yeah, they definitely have less freedom. They don't even have their own internet or anything. The only way in was through an interview in the early 2000s, I believe it was, where there was a movie based on that, which is not very politically correct, but correct in its own stance. But it is a pretty good movie. It is a good movie, true. That is true, but... um. I knew what movie you were talking about. They're definitely uh, definitely more strict. Like, if you lay down or say... You can't even say anything bad about Kim Jong-un. Otherwise, you will most likely end up in a grave somewhere. Can you yeah. say something neutral about him? Neutral about him? Let's see. Um, he is a person. He's a person. That's all I can really say about Kim Jong-un being he is uh, the personal. Leader. 
He's the leader. He's uh, he's communist. There, there's that. Uh, he does his job. He does his job. Yeah, that's all I can really think he about him. He wears clothes. Yeah, definitely, he wears clothes. Um, he's got a nice haircut, I guess. I mean, no, taking he doesn't. no, no, you're right. He has a horrible haircut. Yeah, yeah, just horrible. <laughs> um, so another thing. He's uh, fat. Yeah, true. There's that. I would, say, <laughs> I would say uh, technology and media displaying propaganda. That's a big other big thing with uh. The connections. CNN. True. Another thing. Well, there's another connection I also thought of is the Patriot Act introduced around 2004, which basically citizens have, basically the government has the right to spy on their citizens under some certain circumstances. While it's not extreme and it is somewhat modest and moderate. It could eventually reach the point where it becomes like 1984 if we don't do something about yeah, it. Yeah, I could see that, definitely. Your thoughts, Casey? Um, I completely agree with Claudia on, uh, Kevin on this, and uh, I do think that it would turn out pretty bad. Yeah, definitely. It's up to us to make sure we don't get 1984. Yeah, I agree with you, Kevin. Let's keep it 1776, please. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> All right, now to our next one, uh, success of the criticism. Uh, basically, people, ju- after this book was written, people just it, like showed people what communism could become or uh, like what any form could come, like communism, totalitarianism, anything like that. It could be very bad. And everything, it kind of, it basically just pushed other people in the right, like, in the direction of democracy and all that. Yeah, I agree with you on that. It's what I consider a perfect failure. Definitely. Exactly. The fact fact that uh, George Orwell classified himself as a socialist, um, yet he wrote a book going against totalitarianism slash socialism, it's quite different. That is very true. It definitely failed in that sense. 